2: Welcome to Wood Talk Online Radio, for woodworkers, by woodworkers. Now, here are three guys who are actually under the illusion
1: that woodworking is cool. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, it's episode 101 for July 24th, 2012. Yeah, Today, man. we're going to pretty much just wing it. Um you know, that's that's how we like to roll around here. I like
2: mine nice and mild, not too honey barbecue and not too spicy. I'm a medium
1: guy, but I do like to have the honey barbecue there. Just mm. oh, so good. Anyway, we're... I like Uchi. the fact that Uchi's Uchi's I can actually hear
0: the music. I do too. What it's- the heck? We talked about this before.
1: Did you guys really?
0: You've worked the unknown technical magic again, Mark. Yeah. We can actually hear the music it's again. It's the
1: craziest like anomaly. Sometimes the guys can hear the intro music. Sometimes they can't. It's the most ridiculous thing. And of course, this time we don't really have any like clips or anything to play. So, <laughs> so it's do you really need to hear it. Exactly. Uh Well, nice. maybe I'll get my sound effects up and then I'll just mess with you guys once in a while. Yeah, uh, but sound it,
0: effects and woodworking podcasts are well received.
1: Yes, they are. <laughs> okay, so uh yeah, we're just going to kind of wing it. We've got some uh, great links from around the web, stuff that we've come across. Of course, we'll do our What's on the Bench segment and we'll uh, even take uh, calls from people a little bit later or anyone who wants to call, so it may just be one person. It may just be my mom. You <laughs> never know. Uh, but Matt, if you want to give them the contact information, we'll get
2: rolling. Absolutely. Of course, you can Skype us at Wood Talk Online or you can call us at 623-242-5180. And of course, remind you of uh, that number as it gets closer to the call-in section. But get your numbers ready right now. Get your dial pad out. Get it all going because we're going to take the 101 caller and then we'll go from there. Oh, we don't know going to take the first one. But anyway, so – if you ever want to get a hold of us, those are the, the, the two ways, by phone. And, of course, you can email us at woodtalkonline at gmail.com. And you can even stop by our own websites, which Mark can be found over at thewoodwhisperer.com, Shannon over at renaissancewoodworker.com, and Matt over at matt'sbasementworkshop.com. And don't forget to stop in over at woodtalkonline.com where you can join in all the great fun happening in the forum where you might, again, find the number over there or who knows, maybe the 101 caller or something. I don't know. Anyways, though. That is pretty much it. Woo-hoo. I think we're gonna move on to our f- first segment, which is what what's on the that?
1: bench. I don't know. I'm excited. We're done with the we're done with the contact information, and we're, Mark is giddy as a school girl. <laughs> we're moving on to the next thing. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah, so I I I messed up uh Matt's transition there. So go go ahead, Matt.
2: Oh, okay. Um, remind them to call throughout the show, not just in the beginning. Oh, well, there. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually, usually you go. You know. So anyway, what's oh, going yeah. on? What's on the bench, Shannon? Well, you know, I'm really thrown off by the music, the fact that we can hear it again. So let me, let me back that up one more time. Okay. You know, it's hard to believe that we've doing this for about hundred shows now, and that it runs so smoothly. I, isn't refu- it? <laughs> I refuse to believe it. There's no it's evidence. Like butter. <laughs> but anyways, though, so that's uh, what's going on. Uh, how you can get a hold of us, Shannon? What's going on on the bench over there with you? Why? Thanks for asking, Matt.
0: Sorry. Throwback <laughs> to episode one. Um, anyway, funny. what's on the bench? Well, yeah. Um. I finished a corner cabinet. Uh, well, I finished it, but now I need to finish it, which uh-huh. is really confusing to non-woodworkers. But Now, is the all... cabinet
2: really bad? Is that why it's in the corner? <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good one, Matt. That's, that's... Should it be called a dunce cabinet? Uh, even better. You're <laughs> digging your hole a
0: little bit deeper now. <laughs> I have no response to that. <laughs> um, and then, frankly, that's the last thing I have to do for semester three of the hand tool school. So I'm kind of looking forward to chilling a little bit.
1: Is Um, the finish part of the series or is that something you're going to wait till next year to do?
0: But you know what's funny though is in, in planning out the video series, I always kind of leave the last one to do the finish, but Most of the time it's like hardware and finish, Yeah. but this time I did the hardware separately because I was installing rat tail hinges and it was kind of different and I had molding and stuff to do. So all I have left to do is do the finish. So I hate to think that the last episode might be like eight minutes long, (laughs) (laughs) unless you actually just want to watch me apply the (laughs) thing. Just put it
1: in slow motion. Everyone loves that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Real time finishing so, episodes. I, I
0: think I can find a few other things to say, like you know how to hang it and all that fun stuff. But still, I, I started like whatever you want to call it, storyboarding out that last one, and I'm like, yeah, there's really not a lot to this. Nice. <laughs> so okay, for once, Shannon's putting out a video that's less than 35 minutes long. That'll that'll be a nice refreshing change.
2: I think <laughs> <A> quicker download. <laughs> Yeah, but scene one: Shannon opens can. Scene two: (laughs) Shannon mixes can. Ooh. Scene three: Shannon discovered he used best chisel in the building. Hand tool
0: techniques for mixing finish. There (laughs) you go.
2: So, but other than that,
0: um, I threw something out on. I think it was Twitter the other day that you know I've been volunteering at the Stepping Stone Museum for this will be my my third season now and the current shop master is actually uh, for lack of a better term retiring and he like this Saturday kind of dropped the bomb on me as like hey I want you to be the new shop master so I was like well, that's kind of cool
1: nice <laughs>
0: but um, I, I started thinking what that what that really means is now it's my responsibility to take care of some of the maintenance that's going on over there mm-hmm. which is frankly quite a lot. So I'm going to need to start bringing some more of my own tools to uh, the museum uh, just because uh, so much of the stuff on the walls in the museum really desperately needs to be sharpened. And I just don't feel like doing all that in order to do simple kind of DIY type stuff. So Mm -hmm. um, I was watching a vintage episode of the Woodwright shop the other day and I, I was watching him kind of walk through the creek and I was like, hey, that little tool tote he's holding, that'd be kind of useful, you know, take like Four or five different tools, so I think I'm going to give that a shot. You know, compound angles with a little handle in the middle. Of that that project that everybody had to build in wood shop in in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. Oh, yeah, seems like it would be uh, kind of fun to do.
1: You have to take a picture of you holding it uh, crossing the street with an axe in your hand. Crossing the street with an axe. <laughs> yeah. just, and just see if anyone reacts. I mean these Believe days you'd be arrested. Me, if
0: I actually film that project, you know that's going to show up there somewhere. <laughs> nice. That sounds pretty cool.
1: Very good. So no, no. Uh, the question I have for you though is when you're at the museum, do you have to wear those like old time pantyhose? Yes. Yes no there's an old time fancy pantyhose because that would but, be awesome but what's
0: interesting though is we have a new director and um she's got she comes from like um what's called a living history background kind okay. of the the people who dress up in pantyhose and you know reenact stuff the larpers and up until yes the larpers <laughs> lightning bolt lightning bolt <laughs> <laughs> so um up till now we've been kind of a conservation curation type museum you know where there's like stuff hanging on the walls and even though you can take the tools down, you know, a lot of them are not really set up to be used. And like when you w- walk into the blocks in the shop, there's there's not really it's not actually a working shop, mm-hmm. even though I suppose you could. And we're kind of wanting to move away from that. And she wants to go to the living history type museum where, uh-huh. you know, it looks like the joiner just walked away from the bench and everything's set up and ready to go. Right. So I have a feeling that's in her plan. Nice. But, you know, fortunately, we embrace late 1800s, early 1900s. So basically I would dress like Roy Underhill.
1: OK, so that's boring.
0: No, no stockings and buckle
2: shoes. So Adam yeah. Carabini, um, is, his job is safe.
1: Uh, what a missed <laughs> opportunity.
2: Yeah, no, no. Now, how 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 authentic do the tools and stuff have to be? I mean, obviously, the the genre is something we could probably pick up at maybe yeah. um like antique stores and stuff. But I was wondering if they is there a committee that you have to pass through before they're like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. Um, That bevel the the <laughs> handle on that particular chisel, that wood is uh, too new. That's not old enough to be in here. You know, I think I think this lady would actually go to that level of detail, but unfortunately
0: or fortunately, so much of our collection has been donated through various estates and trusts and things like that. So we can't just like ditch it. Oh, well, that's not period appropriate because people have like donated it and actually expect to see it on display. So there's a bit of the politics behind museum curation about what we can actually you know, and then what do we do? Do we just stick it in storage? And then, you know, great aunt Gracie comes by and where's that post drill I donated? Oh, wait. You know, it's like when, when the mother-in-law comes over and you have to get at all the presents she's given you <laughs> over the years. Quick, <laughs> put that on on the, on on the table. And right. so, uh, you know, we there's a lot of things that need to be figured out. And it's, it's actually, to some respect, kind of interesting to see kind of the politics that goes on behind a museum that I just never paid attention to. I show up and, you know, hang bang on some stuff on the bench and talk to people who come by and have questions. I don't have to worry about, you know, Hey, that window needs to be replaced and make sure the molding profile matches the profile of the other windows. So Mm -mm -mm. we'll see. Um, it should be, uh, I think, um, our buddy Vic on Twitter said it the best can,
2: Congratulations? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you know why the previous master just left. More than likely, <laughs> yeah, that's why he has bad knees.
0: Hmm. Mm, but sounds, you know, so. a lot of
2: that sounds exactly like what Mark might be going through with the HOHC. Now, uh, with the matching up of the shop to the house to the neighbor <laughs> to the uh, front gate. <laughs> that's true.
1: The HOA is. It sounds like this lady that you're working for there. I mean, they, they're exactly like that. What? Who? Whose phone? Who has a phone? Don't- Rookie mistakes. Oh, Shannon. That's like the, oh. I think that was the first time we've ever had a cell phone during during a, a show.
0: It's a, an historic moment, and I did it. Show 101. Well, So th- speaking of HOA, what's going on on your bench, or should I say concrete slab, Mark? <laughs> a lot of work,
1: man. Those guys are – they are – Animals, they're they really are going to get this thing done in a in the amount of time that they say. Um, at it least so never far.
0: ceases to amaze me how fast framing goes up,
1: right? I mean, it's a slab one day and the next day there's a building there. So, seriously,
0: yeah. I like go to lunch, the, the webcam's on, like minimized over this on one of my screens. I go to lunch and come back, and it has freaking walls. I'm like, yeah, whoa. <laughs> What day is it? Did I just fall asleep? They moved really
1: fast. They worked on Saturday and now today they're putting up all the uh, posts for the patio and and, uh, it's it's pretty incredible and I've been going in there every day. At at least uh, once every evening I go in there and just kind of look around and go, wow. This is so cool, you know, <laughs> yeah, just kind of imagining uh, what I'm going to do with the space. So um, pretty exciting. That is so cool. Yeah, they're, they're moving fast. I just can't wait to to just get the tools in there and start doing some stuff because I, I actually took some time this weekend to, uh, and I wanted to talk to you guys about this, um, sort of where you go for for like reconnecting and sort of re uh, reinspiring yourself. Like I know we we constantly consume all of this woodworking media and stuff and then we do our own woodworking at the same time. Um, but sometimes you can, despite doing all that, you can kind of drift away and, and just kind of feel like you're going through the motions. You're just on cruise control. Um, and, and at least for me, sometimes I feel the need to, to reconnect and go back to basics. It, and for me, it's weird. One thing that does that for me is going back to the things that inspired me when I first started woodworking. So if I can find like old episodes of Woodworks, uh-huh. that's something that that kind of recenters centers me. Um, yep. Well, you're in luck. I understand David Marks is releasing all his shows on DVD. Yeah, he is. He is. It's coming very soon. So I guess I have to get rid of my bootleg copies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but well, I mean, up until now there was no other option. But those were. Well, they were technically bootleg, but they were only recorded for for my own purposes, so I didn't really do anything necessarily bad with them. But they were recorded from the when it was broadcast. Uh, but anywho,
0: um, and they're on VHS, which is kind of an issue.
1: Well, they're not. I, I actually used to get them off of uh, a DVR and uh, burn them on DVD, which is pretty sweet. Um, but I, I, can't, I couldn't find them so the whole point of this is uh, going back to another thing that David Marks has available is his new marquetry DVD so I was like you know what I'm going to sit down I'm going to watch this thing I'm going to cook some ribs and uh, Nicole took the, the kid over to her mom's house and they went swimming and had a nice day and I had my day smoking fine meats and watching David Marks uh, make some beautiful marquetry. So it was pretty cool because it wasn't an old woodworks episode. So I didn't have that, like, necessarily have that nostalgia memory thing. But um, anytime I watch David Marks do anything or talk about any topic, um, it's incredibly inspiring to me. So yeah. so I was able to sit there and just uh, watch a 90 minute DVD on his marquetry technique. And it was so inspiring. It just made me feel like, man, I got to really t- like take the dust off of that. Delta scroll saw that I don't touch anymore. Now, <laughs> uh, did
0: you take like the laptop out into the middle of the under construction shop and just sit on the slab? <laughs> a little tear, and watch it.
1: Little tear comes out of my eye.
0: Uh, no, no, I sat.
1: I sat in the air conditioning on my couch drinking a Dr Pepper. Um, it, it, but again it was just one of those things that I feel like um, I don't know I was curious what do you guys do if I don't know maybe a project is dragging or you're just kind of feeling like you need a break but you want to reignite that sort of passion that, that we have for the craft is there any go-to solution that you guys um, uh, rely on periodically?
2: Uh, yeah, I go to the Glamazon and get my nails done. Nothing like a mani-pedi that make me feel a lot better about myself. Right, and those poor girls, they're like, oh, God, this guy again. Yeah, I'm always like, Ralph, you make the best Mai Tais. Let me tell you something. Do you um, do you sit there and like eat a cheeseburger
1: while they're doing your, your toes?
2: Uh, don't, don't be that, so savage. Are you that, kidding me? I, I have finger sandwiches. Hot wings <laughs> or little something. Little croissants.
1: <laughs> oh, that image is fantastic. Uh, Seriously. I never want
2: that to go away. Yeah, it's my, a mixture my, my of pant- horrifying and just <laughs> incredibly entertaining my pants rolled all the way up almost to my knees horrifying <laughs> 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 it's moving no. to horrifying oh, that's so good that's so good no. uh, you know it, it's funny for me usually if I hit that point where I really feel uh, kind of like that sense of like burnout or something like that exactly um, th- the one thing that I have to do and, and usually this is a, a reason why I feel burned out is it's uh, my shop is always dirty or something so what I'll end up doing and I don't know why this rejuvenates me but the second and I start putting things away. It, it really kind of like gets the fire going again. Yeah, and but now that I have the shop set up, you know, the, the new way, um, I haven't had to deal with that yet. But. It's either I start cleaning up the shop or something is – and this is, sounds so stupid, but I'll just take down, like, one of my hand planes and I'll just start, like, making shavings. And that's it, like, just scrap wood, just doing that, you know, shavings galore going all over the place. And it sounds so hokey, but honestly, it's like that it, – It it's my way of kind of um, rebooting my system. And yeah. for some reason, I'll get, like, really inspired. But then the problem becomes – I get done doing all that, and I feel like, yeah, this is really good. And then I look at the clock and suddenly realize, oh, crap, I told the family I was going to be upstairs with them <laughs> an hour ago. Right,
0: right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: Kind of a yeah. zen moment. Yeah, it is. is. It, yeah, it, there's just there's just something about it. Cause, like, for me, it has like that sensation of just being able to forget all the other crap that's happening and really just I, – I don't know. I guess – if you want to get metaphorical about it, I guess as I'm doing those shavings, it's like all those bad layers are just being <laughs> taken right off Exposing of me. Exposing
1: the fresh layers of Matt.
0: You're exactly exfoliating.
2: Just, but to bring it full circle, you're exfoliating. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say next. <laughs> Very nice. Very good. Yeah. I've done some spa time. <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing that mask, though. No way in the world. Because
1: <laughs> that's, that's just too much. Well, you yeah. can't get it out of your beer. <laughs> Don't be under, ridiculous. Like, mine. A guy has to draw a line, you know.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so, but that that's my thing. How about you, Shannon? You, um, you, head out, head you know, honestly, the separate- uh,
0: yeah, a little bit. Uh, well, you know what? Actually, I, I joke, but there is there is some element to that because – it never fails that someone comes by and, you know, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get out. There. I was going like every single Saturday for the first year and then it was like every other Saturday and, you know, I went last Saturday. And it was the first time I'd been in two months. Mm. Uh, just stuff gets in the way. But every time I go, um, there is something very refreshing about it because you just get these people out of nowhere. You know, they wander in and the first their first impression is, people still do this? <laughs> <laughs> like isn't this stuff dead? You know, I mean, who actually still, and and what's funny is it's certainly there's that element of people still use hand planes, but then there's also like people still build stuff, you know, not just hand or power, um, like people still build stuff and it gets to be really kind of refreshing when you start to talk to people. And, you know, I think we've all experienced that. We all are kind of very passionate about woodworking and about building stuff. And when you start talking to it, kind of explaining it to, um, a layman, if you will, that passion starts to kind of bubble up and you start to get real excited. And you know, your, your pace of speech starts to get a little bit faster because that's, it's really exciting to kind of bring someone into the fold. So yeah, there is an element to that. But what I was going to say is generally I am, I'm very blessed that there are all kinds of museums around me and I'll, you know, go up to the winter museum and just look at furniture. I'll go to the Baltimore museum of art and just look at stuff. Um, Renwick Furniture Gallery and look at the modern stuff. And that, to me, you know, even, hell, you don't even have to do that. Sometimes even just going to, like, you know, a furniture store (laughs) where there's somewhat nice furniture. um, Sure, Heck, I suppose you could find inspiration in Ikea. I mean, there is something about the form uh, of their furniture. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, not necessarily necessary.
1: just the material, but I mean, you can yeah, find some you unique know? design or a modern design that you go, you know what, that's a good template. I, might yeah, take I mean, that- Scandinavian design is still
0: very cool, yeah. you know? And so yeah. there is something, I'll walk into one of those and I'll go, you know, I could build that, but I could make it better. And then you start to... <laughs> You start to think, of, well, how would I do it? Where would I start? What what would would I use? And yeah. then it just it spirals out of control from there. So
2: yeah, nice. the yeah, yeah last summer. We, <laughs> we we ended up heading to IKEA in Chicago last summer when we were uh, our daughter was flying down to Arkansas, and that was exactly it. The whole entire time, I'm like my camera is filling up with all these pictures, and I'm going to get this one. And what would do you want that in, ma'am? Don't pick that up. I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna make you one. What do you want? You know <laughs> that kind of a thing. So nice. I totally understand that.
1: Well, yeah. if either of you guys have an opportunity to check out um, this DVD really really good it's uh it's basically this is this
0: is new like it just came out just came out
1: yeah yeah it's uh, he has
0: others right of course yeah yeah
1: well no no no. not on double bevel bevel marquetry he has one on bandsaw veneers which is kind of like um the (laughs) if if you will the prequel uh to this because you're going to need to know how if you're going to use his method you can use um commercial veneer to do it um, but I find it a heck of a lot harder to use the scroll saw and keep those pieces together with commercial veneer. Um yeah. he uses his own um, Banson veneers, so you're looking at like three thirty seconds of an inch. So it's a much more substantial uh, veneer layer. Um, but so you would need to know how to cut it and and create this stuff first. So his bandsaw DVDs is a good accompaniment to the marketry one. Um, He's also got uh, the Scrapers DVD out there. He's got quite a few, Um, but this one is is one of the things I've actually gotten a lot of requests for too since I did the inlay video. Uh, People Uh have been like, hey, when are you going to show marquetry? Now, I'm by by no means, just same thing with inlay, I'm certainly no expert in that area, Um, and I've only done a few marquetry pieces here and there, but I could certainly uh, teach the technique if I needed to, but I've always held off. And part of the reason is because the person I learned that specifically from is David. And I kind of knew just in talking to him that this DVD was on its way. So I'm not about to, um, step on, you know, the guy who I consider my, my, the primary mentor. I'm not about to step on his toes. So I'm really glad that th- this thing is out there because anytime anyone asks me, I'm just going to point them to this. You're not going to get a better sort of explanation of that process than, than you have in this DVD. Um, right. you know, and it's very, um, it's it's not in terms of like, you know, Matt and I, we get very picky about these DVDs and things when we do the review show. Um mm-hmm. and we have yet to get to some of the really good stuff like the Lee Nielsen DVDs are just mind-boggling high quality. Um right. this this is not that level of quality in terms of the production value, but it doesn't matter, you know, because it you're really seeing the raw process on how uh David does this technique and anyone who's taken his marketer class has experienced this firsthand. Great thing is this is something you could just watch over and over. Um, so I think it's thirty four ninety five or something like that at his store. I'll put a link in the show notes for this if anyone wants to check it out. And I may put like a mini um, discussion of this on on the website, not a review. Um, this is specifically one that is not going to be on the review show because I don't uh, review friends' work. It's just, uh, I decided that at the beginning. It's like I know a few people who produce this stuff and I like to
2: maintain my friendships so you won't <laughs> see me reviewing these things. Well, as soon as we review that one, the next one that will be up will be a uh, simple varnish finish. (laughs) I was going to say, when when are we going to see that review? Didn't didn't someone already
1: uh, do a grape soda (laughs) review of of my um, my book just to 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 like dig into us a little bit?
0: Well, just because Mark, all Mark does is bitch about like you know video quality and and like production quality. Let's see him review his own DVD and see Uh, what he says. I would
1: actually, I would give myself a pretty bad review on that because that DVD (laughs) was made a while ago. Uh, but anyway, and, and the the stuff, hey, the stuff I'm comparing it against is, um, you know, somebody, uh, the the guy who does the one, the ones for Lee Nielsen, which I really consider to be like the top tier of quality. Um, he's yeah. like a film school dude, you know, and he he really knows his stuff. He's good, and I'm just some hack with a camera and a computer.
2: Yeah, he's kind of like, hold on, I gotta, I gotta call my, uh, my assistant on those. Hey, Martin, is this Scorsese? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, really, well, it's good to know because
0: I, I must be getting confused because I know David's been like doing the rounds teaching that class, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people who've taken it. That's one of his I most. I think popular that's classes. what I was getting confused with is I figured this had been out a while. Yeah, you'll hear. people um, on- I still haven't seen it. So what's my excuse?
1: Yeah, on Twitter and stuff, you'll hear people talk about it. His, his classes all the time. I think it's probably one of his most popular, just because in the course of a weekend you you really will by the end of the class make some sort of beautiful image uh, in uh, with this marketry method and it's a very uh, with the right guidance it's actually a fairly easy method to do I mean what makes uh, see the other thing is we kind of kind of remember that not everybody knows all these uh, all the terminology here. um the cool thing about marquetry is the fact that you're creating the uh, the background and the foreground image, you're actually cutting the pieces at the same time. So when you're doing like an inlay and you're taking that little teeny tiny router bit and you're trying to, to make it exactly the right size so that the piece that you cut before pops right in, that's a really difficult process and you're limited by the uh, size of the router bit. The great thing about marquetry is you're cutting both pieces at the same time. So even if you go off course from your drawing, your blade is still cutting the, the top piece and the bottom piece at the same time, but you're doing it at a slight bevel angle. So right. it almost fits like a, a cork stopper into a bottle in, in a way. Um, so even if you go off course, it doesn't matter. It's still going to be a, a perfect airtight fit. Um, the cool thing too is because it's such a thin blade, a very small scroll saw blade, you can get just absolute perfect corners, which is something that's very difficult to do with standard inlay. So marquetry is super powerful and if you're pretty good with a scroll saw, you will find it to be a really natural process to create stuff once you know how to do it. Um, yeah. so, so great DVD, highly recommend it.
2: And cool. if anybody could make a marquetry of me while having my mani-pedi, I'm sure many people would really appreciate seeing that one posted <laughs> someplace. I would love to see that right
1: in the, by the <laughs> entrance of my new shop floor. Like, if I someone can, can just inlay that for me, that'd be fantastic.
2: I really hope they can get the pepper in my, uh, the salt and pepper in my beard <laughs> well, because that's going to be really difficult to get. Yeah,
1: we want it to be very realistic. Um, yeah. Other than that, I, I've been just playing with a couple different tools. Uh, I've got uh, Rockler's new dado jig. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet, but it's an adjustable mm-hmm. dado jig. Um, that's pretty handy. I'm probably going to do a little video on that pretty soon. And the Festool CMS. Have you guys seen that little jewel? Oh,
2: I've heard about this one. Festool uh, has a content management system?
0: Yes,
1: <laughs> Festool, exactly. Um, it's going to be replacing WordPress very soon. Wow. Um, it is, no, I
2: have no idea what that is.
1: You know, I I think it's—I don't even know what it stands for. Is it like compact modular system or some something like that? But
2: yeah, that sounds about
1: right. Sounds good, right? Um, (laughs) If it's not, it should be. But basically, it, from what I understand, it was pretty popular for their European clients, and basically, you could take a lot of their other tools and sort of mount them upside down in this thing, including like the jigsaw. You can make a little table saw out of it with one of their um, circular saws Uh, and you can also use it as a router table. And of course, those other functions become an issue in the U.S. and I think they probably have trouble selling it, like turning it into a table saw. It just doesn't fly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't know what what, what the future is for the the unit here in the U.S. but it does seem like they're going to be able to push it at least in terms of being a router table. And uh that's kind of what I'm using it for, so I'm trying to experiment with that a little bit. but um, the truth is there's not really a whole lot of information out there, so I've got all these parts and pieces that I'm trying to put together and find out what the heck <laughs> it does um, uh, you know, so hopefully I could do a little video on it. Um, but it just, just I don't know. Just touching anything Festool is just—you get into it and you just feel the difference when you're touching the pieces. Everything is is you know the the metal parts are very heavy and dense. Everything is you know fits perfectly like a glove into the other pieces. It's just a really high quality system. I just have yet to actually cut something with it, so <laughs> we'll see what that's like. <laughs>
2: Well, see, it'll be just like when I'm in my Zen moment. That's all you need. Just go yeah. out there. Just tinker with it. Just you don't actually with, have to do anything with it. Just play it. with mean, the festival. accomplishes anything in their shop? <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> just caress the festival. That's
1: yeah, all you yeah. need. So, uh, to close out my very long and extended What's on My Bench, um, after I had watched that Marquetry DVD, I, I've been kind of contemplating this tilt top table that I wanted to do. And uh, uh, Bill Akins sent me uh, Fine Woodworkings, like a picture of it, and he goes, Hey, you should do this in the guild at some point. And it's your classic, you know, tilt top table with an oval top, absolutely beautiful. And I'm like, You know what, though? I'd love to, to do that and, and just. Just because it would be, it would be nice to do just the classic version of it. But I'd also like to do a modern version on it, take some kind of a modern spin. So watching that Marquetry DVD just opened the floodgates for inspiration on how to take the classic till top table and modernize it. You know so I have all these ideas with these bent laminated legs, and you know the post in the middle would actually be um, suspended on the legs with dowels. each leg would like have two dowels, and, and I'm starting to go off the deep end with this thing. But, um, <laughs> but that's good. You know even if it's a crazy design, I, sometimes that kind of alienates people, as I found out the hard way. but, um, but if I'm excited about it and I'm inspired, then, then that's all good. Um, and, right. you know, so I'm looking forward to hopefully bringing some, something like that to life in the
2: guild in the future. Cool. Yeah, so I'm
1: I'm inspired, guys, and I'm going to. You're bringing
2: inspiration back, yeah. Uh, I'm
1: taking it back, and I'm going to shut up now and let Matt tell us what was on his bench.
2: Oh, well, actually, the nice thing is I have nothing on my bench because this new shop layout actually seems to be working pretty good. <laughs> uh, I had a chance to just do something really small. I mean, we're all familiar with the uh, the little um, boxes I was making for my wife, Samantha's photography business. She is now uh, more than in the middle of wedding season, and I am way behind in getting some of these together. So I went down there and said, this is the first real opportunity I'm going to have to try this whole thing out. And amazingly, I was able to flow from one to tool to another with very little hiccups like I had to first of all I decided to start working with solid which which actually is going to bring up another question I, I don't think we'll do it today but at some point I want to kind of pick your guys brain about resawing on on the bandsaw or maybe even like with the table saw and stuff like that but we'll, let's let's save that for something else because I want to play with a couple things and then ask you guys about you know maybe a few guys have done something similar but anyway so going back to the whole thing with the flow from my layout I was able to go right from my joiner Typically, that's when I go, son of a... And I turn around and have to figure out how to drag my my planer out, (laughs) then try to get that plugged in, hooked up, set up, readjust everything, because, of course, it's been put away, so the outfeed tables are nowhere near where they should be. But since I had the uh, planer actually set up in its own spot, and I didn't have to move anything around, I didn't even have to pull it out from the wall. Luckily, the pieces were just the right size. They would go through safely, but I could leave the planer where it was, And I could do all this stuff. And it was so funny because it got done in half the time that it normally does. I actually found myself sitting there going, at this point – I should be wanting to quit. I should be wanting to storm out of the out of the shop, just angry because of all the things I have to do. But it, it worked out really nicely. So then I was able to go for my bandsaw and start resawing some of the solid material, which I got done with that. And again, it was another one of those. Now, normally at this point, what am I doing? I know I'm pissed off about something, but I'm not pissed off. So obviously, this layout has a very zen thing going on for me. I feel really, really good about this. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be nice. I'm really definitely looking forward to some bigger projects to Really, really try how things are going to work out here. Nice. Um, One thing I did have, which really destroyed my zen, and I know I've mentioned this to you guys and a few others have seen it. Um, Basically, I had mentioned in the last episode, I had some great hand saws that I was sending off to Bob Roziewski to have him sharpen those up. And he did a great job. I mean, it was super fast. He he got them like on a a Friday or something like that. He contacted me. Look, I'm on vacation. I'll I'll take care of them later. I'm like, no rush, man. Don't worry about it. And by the following week, they were on their way back to my house. They were supposed to arrive last Thursday. I was watching the delivery and tracking thing because we had all that set up on there. And somebody stole them off my front porch.
1: Oh, dude. Are you kidding me?
2: So my whole thing is I never even had a chance to really do much with these other than handle them enough to put them into the boxes because – I, I I cleaned them up, all the rust and everything on them. Um, I did take one cut with them just to see how bad they were. And even dull, I was really impressed with how well they tracked and the kerf and everything else from it. I mean, really excited to be getting these things back. And like I said, as soon as uh, I contacted my wife and said, man, is there a package waiting for me? She goes, no, no, the mail's here. And I'm like, are you serious? It was supposed to be delivered with the mail. So, yeah, so I'm really hoping that whoever stole them opened the box, cut themselves, and is laying in a ditch somewhere, (laughs) to be quite honest with you. That sucks, man. (laughs) That is awful. So pointless. Yeah, Yeah, now, if, I mean, I get totally. Actually, there's that that part of me that's like, <laughs> good luck with that, buddy. Good, you know, cause you know, whoever has it is thinking that it has to be something else that it has to be of more value to them. And <laughs> Seriously, like, they open it up. What the hell? <laughs> uh, some probably some of those eBay freaks buying stuff off eBay. <laughs>
0: Man, that that sucks. That's yeah.
2: Yeah, would, it definitely that just pisses me off. <laughs> it's it not even my saws,
0: and I'm pissed for you. That's just,
2: I, well, there's a part of me that also thinks that Sears is familiar with the fact that I was using their plastic handle Craftsman saws. So I'm wondering if maybe uh, Sears is actually behind this, and they want to make sure that their saws aren't replaced ever on my show. So it was uh,
1: it was Bob Vila. I mean, you know it. what? It, it could be, because I
2: did hear that somebody in the area did look like him, and I know it's not me. We so. saw a
1: gray-bearded man walk through with that box. It looked very suspicious.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think he was on his way to his Manny Petty. I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyways, so that's what that's what's going on. I say, hey, let's do this. Let's head into Around the Web. But before yeah. we do that, we said that we wanted to have some phone calls. So if anybody out there is listening and they want to call in and either have a uh, a comment or a question or something, uh, if you are on Skype, you can Skype us at Wood Talk Online. Can I or, interrupt you here? Yeah. Did you notice which name called you
1: on Skype today? Mm. Not Wood Talk Online. I don't know why, but I used my personal Skype to make this call with you guys. Oh. So if anybody wants to call in, uh, you can Skype us at Mark Spag, M-A-R-C-S-P-A-G. Um, you know, that just you because mentioned it. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> I'm a big dummy, and um, hopefully we'll be able to, to get that to work. I know sometimes you have to accept someone's um, contact
0: uh, information. Hey, maybe so that's can, why the audio works.
1: You know what? Maybe, maybe it's, it is. Uh, one of the accounts is configured differently. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Who knows? Right uh, but either way, uh, if you can, Mark's bag. Some some people may already have me uh, set up because uh, I've been using that a lot longer than Woodtalk. Um, so yeah, if you want to call, uh, call us in after the around <laughs> the web. <laughs> call in after the around the web section. Uh, if not, then I, I will blame myself for this one.
2: Oh, I think you're
1: really trying to sabotage us. Are you sure this is Mark? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's actually Nicole. That's what I thought. Okay, so I've got a couple around the web links. I'll, I'll uh, knock these out real quick here. Um, Greg DiMarzio sent a link and it's a YouTube video that features a bench. I think it's called Jack Bench. I don't know if you guys have seen this before. It's um, a
2: sweet looking video. Oops, yeah, yeah, I don't want
1: to play it right now but it's jack-bench.com is the website and basically he's got a big you know, classic workbench that is in this specialized base that utilizes... I don't even know exactly how it's like you have a crank that basically raises it up and lowers it back down and then he just has these pipe clamps installed to cinch it in place when you have it at the right setting. So it's got an incredible vertical range. Um, if that's something that you feel like you need on your workbench, this seems like a pretty decent way uh, to do it. So um, kind of a neat video. We'll put the link in the show notes if you want to check that out. Um Uh, How useful do you think that is to be able to to raise and lower it at, at that extensive range?
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I I did see that when like when he has it at the highest point, there was that part of me that's like, I really don't know what I would be doing at that height. <laughs> yeah, He's like yeah. a little kid at the dinner table. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's so you can like really. So if you have your winding sticks, you don't have to bend over. You could just yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> bring it up to eye Oh,
0: that's the beginning of the end right there.
2: <laughs> you just really want to get a close look at that router bit as it's right in your face as it's going by. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm guessing like I mean really for someone like me who who likes to dabble in in both power tools and hand tools. I think I might be a good candidate for it. Although I've never really thought about doing something like that, I just uh, kind of adapt to whatever the situation is. Uh, maybe use a smaller uh, a stool that's a little bit lower, and or one that's a little bit taller, depending on what I'm doing. Um, but I think that might be handy. I don't know that I'd want to go to this extent uh, of doing this much work. I've never needed it so much that I would want that. But I think there there may be someone out there who does. So um, definitely. Yeah. Well, something speaking you
0: want to as out. someone who has two benches at two different heights, mm-hmm. um, I use both of them all the time. So, you know, at first I thought, well, my higher joiner rib bench will be perfect for dovetails, kind of the whole bench-on-bench moxon idea. Yeah. And I find myself using it more and more and more for, like, layout. You know, your are your, what, 15 inches, I think, in height difference in my benches. So having the piece, like, 15 inches higher, you can see your your marking lines better. I mean, I don't know. I find myself using it more than I ever thought I would. Right. But his – I mean, watching that video, this goes, like – it's probably like a thirty five inch range. It's yeah, really it's, incredible. It's so excessive. I guess you're taking into account like, you know, seven foot tall people and, you know, five foot tall people. All maybe in guy.
1: a maybe in a classroom environment or something that might be really um really nifty. Yeah. Or or you know what, maybe if you're just a multi purpose shop, you know, there might be other things outside of woodworking that you might want to do, or if you're maybe a husband wife woodworking team and, and you know, he's really tall and she's really short, or vice versa. <laughs> um, you know, definitely Uh, could be pretty handy but check it out. It seems like it's also a low cost thing. It doesn't, you know, it looks very shop made so I don't think you're you're looking at super um, expensive uh, parts here although I did not click through to check out you know, the rest of the stuff. I just looked at the video.
0: I just had visions of like a bad 80s sitcom like the husband and wife sharing a shop, you know, and <laughs> he's working and he turns away and she comes in the room and cranks the bench down real low and he comes back with his project and goes to set it down and drops it and it breaks, <laughs> you know, and
1: then they laugh. Uh, I think you should pitch that. Maybe TBS uh, yeah. might be a good
0: candidate for that. I could, I could actually see that working.
1: Um, okay, I got another uh, <laughs> another link here. This one, not something I found. Vic sent this into me this is a drum building website and it's actually not exa- the drum building that's that's the thing that we're interested in here although you could be uh, it's this page that they have on glues and it is a very extensive explanation of different types of glues um, mm-hmm. just you know looking at the the sort of chapter markers at the top glue types glue descriptions uh, type on, there's a letter from type on I guess explaining some information about their glues uh, personal preferences from other people on this forum. Uh, open times, color of glue when dry, oily woods, wood moisture level, what is PVA. There's just a ton of information here so I'm going to put the link there but it's um, uh, it, it, the link is complicated. I'll put the link in the show notes. <laughs> uh, but the website is uh, pdgood.us. So um, pretty darn good. Maybe that's what that stands for.
2: <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> Pretty darn good. I, I went good. down a little bit in, in what they have here and they even have a section that color of glue when dry which is always, I mean, to be quite honest oh. with there's a few of them. I'm like, I didn't realize there was a difference, but uh, mm-hmm. apparently there is. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So depending on using, you know, walnut versus uh, uh maple, if you have a really dark blue line, it's not gonna look so good on maple. So um really great resource. Thanks, Vic, for um sending that in. It's been a couple weeks that he's been waiting for me to uh to, this to is mention. Such a cool it.
0: site. They've got a whole bunch on wood too, different types of wood to use for making drums. Well, That's and if you're cool.
1: into if you're into the drum thing too, fantastic resource. So wow, uh, there's some beautiful right. looking drums on here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm scared to look. I'm 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 trying to avoid temptation and buying, you know, a really nice drum set. Uh you know, that, that
2: whole glue color thing though, I was just thinking that'd probably spark a fight between my wife and I because we could disagree on colors all the time. I'm like, that's blue. She's like, No, that's actually more of a sapphire. I'm like, No, it's blue. <laughs> so I could totally get in trouble with those wood colors. Yeah, there you go. All right, Matt, what you got in there? Okay. Well, uh, we're probably familiar with the folks over at, um, toolselect.com. I've been doing some stuff with them for a while now. And they have a create your own video contest going on. And you can find this over at, uh, Facebook. They have, uh, all the information you need over there, you just have to like them on Facebook. You have to become a member at toolselect.com, which is really easy. It's totally free. You make your own tool review video. It doesn't have to be as amazing as the three of our videos. I mean, that's going to be a, <laughs> really hard. To, 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 if you're trying to hit that level, don't because you're going to be very disappointed. Um, But anyway, so you create your own tool video, you submit it, and your chance of winning, uh, well, I guess it depends on how many are in there, but what you have a chance of winning is first prize will be sitting on a huge amount of new DeWalt, 20-volt power tools, five-piece combo kit, uh, all that good stuff. You can find all the information, including how to become a member and uh, where to enter all that stuff over at the link that we'll have, which is facebook.com slash select. I don't know question V, all that good stuff, <laughs> and uh, I am not once again reading the things that my co-host. I'm gonna, I'm gonna screen capture this and I'm putting it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I messed with him pretty bad there. Just uh, claim total. I, I have nothing to do with it.
1: <laughs> I just wish we could share that. Oh, it's so good. Uh, okay. Good
2: times, good times had by all. Either way, it's a
1: pretty darn nice prize that you it got is. there. Definitely.
2: Okay. And I know I had something else, but that's about it. Now, this is the point where if we had the some voicemails or somebody calling in. Okay, so if you want to call in, again, it's Mark's Bag at Skype
1: uh on Skype if you can get through. Um I think what we should do, just because it'll be funny, is give it twenty seconds of silence and see if anyone calls. Okay. Starting now. Huh? <laughs> And that's a show. <laughs> <laughs> we- <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was only like ten seconds. I, I know. Think. I couldn't wait. You know how? Oh, that's, I mean, that's
0: like interminable.
1: It's it's like uh, I read this study about baby crying thing because we have a baby that cries. And they say that uh, your perception of how long actually goes by while a, like a baby is crying is so skewed and that they did a study where parents thought that they were listening to a baby cry for like 10 minutes and it turned out to be only like three. <laughs> so, yes. so that silence is exactly like that. It's like, man, that, that just feels like way too long. That must feel silence.
0: even longer when Mateo cries.
1: Dude, it's like <laughs> an eternity, let me tell you. <laughs> Fortunately, he just doesn't cry that much anymore. We're getting pretty lucky. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. Oh, I I get the joke I I get that that was really
0: poorly delivered my bad my dry rapier's wit (laughs) my rapist's wit
1: that's dumb and dumber that sounds good Uh, anyway um, yeah so I guess it probably is my fault because I'm not able to really accept any uh, friendship requests and stuff while this is going on so uh, next time guys next time we'll have some calls and I'll make sure I'm on the Wood Talk Online Skype account (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, how about we do this? Since we had the closest thing to a live call, I got a request from uh, Twitter a couple of minutes before we went live from Aight, uh, let's James, do it. and I'm actually curious to hear your um, your thoughts on this. So Aight. James, otherwise known as Walnut Weasel, um, is making some walnut legs, two and three quarter inch square legs. He wants to know, would we glue it up or use solid wood?
1: For two and three quarters?
0: Yeah, t- yeah, two and three quarter square legs.
1: I would absolutely go solid if you can just for the sake of grain continuity um, unless he's doing something fancy with like a quarter sawn surface where you are you might want to do something to always have quarter sawn uh, faces showing or riffs on or something. But for standard, I would much rather see solid wood. I mean, what yeah. about you
0: guys? So I don't know what he's actually doing to the legs. I'm going to assume he's not leaving them at two and three quarter square. That would be kind of clunky. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, is he turning them? I mean, well, it, well what's it for? No. I
1: mean, because two and three quarters, it just might be two and three quarters. That's yeah. true for something larger, like a big table. And, you know, true. I,
2: I, I'm actually, I, I, I kind of glue up everything. I, I laminate everything. And more or less, I just make sure that nobody walks to the side where they can see the laminations. I'm like, no, no, no. Only look at this from the front. And then I pick up the piece and keep moving it around as they're trying to walk around the side of it so that nobody will ever see the laminations. <laughs> Matt's like the furniture goalie. You know. No, you no, no, can't go over there. No, he Just stands there and looks, looks or what I'll do if I if I really want it to look like it's a solid piece is I will just simply uh, take a very nice piece of veneer and I'll put it on the sides where the laminates are and hide it that way.
0: Nice. Right. Slip. Yeah. Well, um, I had this come up way, way back when in the very first Wood Whisper Guild build. And I built that little um, Queen Anne version of the shaker table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept screwing up the legs because I was trying to teach myself how to do eccentric turning. And I kept, you know, I went through like eight poplar legs and I was like, all right, I got to try it on the walnut now. And, you know, I made one work, screwed up one, made one work. So I ended up having to laminate together a, a block. And I got it to work just fine. I was really worried that it would look fine in the square, but it would look bad in the round. Yeah. And um, it actually came out all right. But I gotta say, the amount of effort and time and attention to detail it took to actually get it to match because I had to glue, glue three pieces together to make the blank. Mm. Um, it would have just been easier to. Drive twenty minutes up the road to the lumber store and buy another piece of wood. Yeah,
1: yeah. And depending on what you're doing, I mean, maybe he's cutting some curves or something like that. If you are laminating pieces together, I mean, for a prototype, fine. But if this is a finished piece and you happen to be doing things like curves, um, you're going to potentially cut through one piece and go into the other, which ex- like lengthens and exposes the glue line, and then yeah. also also you have a much more visible uh, grain transition. Um, so an argument can be made for why you know laminating them would be you know not only just uh, not optimal but a really bad idea. Yeah,
2: um, structurally could be an issue. Yeah, depending yeah, on the situation. Seen, and that's what they, I, I definitely haven't done too many too many curved cuts on mine. So it, it works totally for me because everything is still like um, I am in very uh, cubist form right now <laughs> when it comes to all my furniture design. There will be none of this fancy schmancy curvy things.
1: Right. <laughs> and if you go to that website and you look at the different glue colors when dry, you can determine which one would. Look best and hide the glue line the best
2: exactly i'll be like sam is that a yellow or would you say that's more of a burnt sienna
0: <laughs> but I, I think you bring up a good point mark i mean structural certainly is one thing but it's easy i think it's easier to glue up a blank with a bunch of straight grain It looks good when it's straight but yeah. the minute you throw that curve into it suddenly unforeseen things pop up so yeah um, his follow-up question was if you were to laminate it how would you do it i think the well, I I think the easy answer is I would do it as riffs on as possible. So you get yeah. straight grain on all four faces. But that's part of what I'm talking about when, it, when I mean it's really kind of a pain to glue that up. Um, you think you've got it and it's like that Rubik's Cube where suddenly there's that last side that, you know, so has that one green dot on it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It could be tricky. A- and yeah. then, uh, I don't know, just – it depends. It depends on the grain. It depends on what it looks like. Sometimes it just looks like duty. Other times you get lucky and you can't even see the joint, um, you know. And you got the best of both worlds because now you got your your best face at the, on each side, or you know something. Sometimes right. it can work out in your favor, but other times it can really work against you. And it's a lot more work. Every every leg becomes its own independent glue up. Whereas if it were a solid piece, you're just uh, you know knocking those out just by cutting them to size.
0: Yeah, you know. And if you can't find twelve quarter walnut, just go to hardwoodto go and send me an email. Do you have, um, do
1: you think there's, I mean at what point would you guess that maybe there's a stability benefit? Just in terms of like, you know how they always say if you laminate a bunch of pieces, you might wind up with a more stable piece than using one big solid piece. I mean how thick would you have to go before you start to really see that benefit?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I've heard such con- such conflicting statements on that.
1: Like whether it even exists as a yeah, problem. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know,
0: does the glue act as a vapor barrier? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. You know, I'm, I, I'm picturing forum arguments in my head right now. Oh, you, know? Okay. you know, I don't know. I mean, because it seems to me if you are – if you're trying to get a consistent, you know, aesthetically pleasing face, you're not like alternating grain. You're not doing anything that would physically – alter how the wood would move yeah
1: like the concept of plywood and in, in alternating grains and sort of right everything so it is, seems
0: to me if you're putting it kind of back together like it grew in the first place you're just gonna end up with it, the same thing shouldn't it move the same way <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i guess that I'm, would be my thought
1: yeah no that makes sense that makes sense yeah um but but yeah at that thickness i guess that's the thing like you said he's gonna have to get a pretty thick piece of uh, material, yeah. which in pra- yeah. in practical terms sometimes just isn't the uh, easiest thing to do. Yeah. This is
0: true, yeah. If it were two inches it'd be a different story, but two and three quarters it's kind of a, an issue because twelve quarter walnut is not cheap.
1: Yeah, and hey, bottom line is sometimes you can't get it, you can't find it, you can't afford it, you just have to glue up and just do your best to match up the grain and you'll, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You can only do so much.
0: There's the other right. solution of does your design have to be two and three quarter inches? Can you alter the design around the the material? Right. Yeah. You know, or do something crafty and throw in a different wood or something. I don't know. That tends to look a little campy, though.
2: That that tends to be actually my first route. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but it's uh, uh, um, not not that not you know, uh, what I I like to do is to re-alter the dimensions if I need to because there's that part of me that's like, well, you know, maybe this is uh, the universe's way of saying. Two and five eighths isn't so bad. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two and a half isn't so bad. You know, maybe I was being an overachiever by going for the two and three quarters. Uh, this this definitely will work in my favor. Yeah.
1: Well, and along Shannon's idea um, of using two different uh, color woods, sometimes, and I've done this in the past that it, it kind of is a good compromise if you could work it into the the visual element is to make a sandwich and in that center make it three pieces so the center right. becomes like an eighth inch. Piece of walnut, and then the two outside pieces are maple, and then the fact that those two are different uh, from different boards becomes less of an issue because you got, you've got a visual divider there, and it just yep. kind of looks like a little pinstripe uh, inlay down the center of the leg. So if you could work yeah, that I into the, the design, I think the key
0: there, and again, I'm going off on a design tangent, but I think where where I've seen it look bad is they go too far. Right. Um, you know that it's that eighth inch pinstripe would be cool, but if it were a quarter inch, yeah, it's a little much. That looks a little. A little clunky. Um, yeah. Well, then why I not? Know. Well, then I you see, just you know, spend the
2: entire weekend figuring out a herringbone pattern to put down <laughs> yeah, the center right. of that. You know? yeah, well,
1: you just have <laughs> right. to have the uh, the sort of Neapolitan. Is that it? The you, yeah, there we you go. can yeah. have maple, mm-hmm. a, a strip of um, mahogany, and then a strip of walnut, and you're ready to go.
2: Oh, you said Neapolitan. I was thinking of chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. I'm, I'm sorry to say that's that's walnut, maple, and pink ebony. <laughs>
1: there you go. All right. <laughs> well, um, I think we stretched out that. Uh, one question as long as we possibly could. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Excellent. <laughs> Alright, well, I think that's about it. Um, We're going to cut this one, well, I was going to say short, but it's not really short. So, Matt, if you want to give him the contact
0: info, Ooh, we will... Wait, can I Can I have 30 seconds? I'm sorry. I meant Almost to say got it! Show. Sorry, I don't know. so sorry. That, oh! that 10 seconds
2: of silence was killer. <laughs> oh, I know. Alright, um, go
0: ahead. As I said at the <laughs> opening of the, the show, I'm going to be taking over running the shop at the Stepping Stone Museum. I am going to be looking for more volunteers. So anybody in the Tri-State area, who's interested in hanging out in a period shop maybe once a month, once every couple of months, uh, give me uh, shoot me a call. Shoot me an email, <laughs> shannon at com. I'd love to talk to you about it.
2: Nice. Oh, now, which tri-state is that? Because I'm in the
0: Michigan, oh, Indiana, sorry. Ohio one. I'm in – the museum is located in extreme northern Maryland, about 10 minutes from the Pennsylvania line. So oh. – you know, it's one of those things we're only open from May through October, and we're only open for four hours Saturday and Sunday. So it's a very small time commitment. But I'm hoping to get like five or six folks together. And uh, hey, if you want an opportunity to, to play with some old tools and learn how to use hand planes without having to go out and buy a bunch, it's kind of like a Lee Nielsen tool show, but all vintage tools. If you want to learn how to sharpen on a twenty-four-inch sandstone grinding wheel that's treadle powered, I can show you how. Okay. <laughs> we just
2: eliminated half of,
0: well, actually probably 90% of the people who were interested.
2: This but more importantly, if you are so Yankee that you don't want to pay for a ticket to get in, <laughs> this is a great opportunity to get your season pass. <laughs> Very true. There's, anyway, sorry
0: for prolonging
2: the show. I meant to say that a long time ago. But, uh, it is what it is. All right. Well, in that case, let's go ahead and jump right into the contact information. We'll wrap up the show. If you have a comment or question about something you've heard in today's show or something you'd like to hear on an upcoming episode, you have several ways to contact us. You can use Skype, which uh, normally we'd have Wood Talk Online going on with that one. But you can Skype us at Wood Talk Online or call our voicemail at 623-242-5180. You can email us at woodtalkonline at gmail.com. And don't forget our individual sites at thewoodwhisperer.com, renaissancewoodworker.com, com. And, of course, the forums over at woodtalkonline.com, where we love to see you pop in, even though I don't really visit there. So you can <laughs> pop in all you want. I would never know.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: All right. Well, I think that does it for us. Uh, thanks to the chat room. It was
1: very quiet tonight. And uh, thanks to everybody watching live. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks.
2: See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.